What do you do when you receive good news? My guess is that you share it with friends and family, and you most likely share it enthusiastically. You share it with great joy. Unless, of course, you're the woman who was in charge of the Women's Guild who visited with her pastor one day, and he had been sick for several weeks, And so she said to him, Pastor, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that the Women's Guild voted to send you a get well card. The bad news is the vote was 31 to 30. But when we get good news, we share it. And we share it joyfully. You get a promotion at work. You find out you're going to have your first child. You find out that first grandchild is on the way. You win a large sum of money playing the lottery, whatever it may be. You don't share this news glumly. You share it joyfully. And then friends and family are positively affected by that news. When friends and family share their good news with me, I feel their joy. I'm excited for them. It affects me. Think of what the 72 disciples were feeling when Jesus sent them out to proclaim the good news. They themselves had heard the good news. They had encountered the good news in the person of Jesus Christ, who is himself the good news, and now they are sent out by Jesus to proclaim the good news. My guess is that, even though they were probably a little nervous, They were filled with joy. They were filled with enthusiasm. The one whom they had come to believe as the Messiah had sent them out to proclaim peace, to proclaim that the kingdom of God has come, to invite people to faith in Jesus Christ, the long-awaited Messiah. And I can imagine that when they talked to people, they were filled with a deep joyful conviction that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And their deep and joyful conviction persuaded many to come to faith in our Lord. Which should lead us to ask, what about me? Our lives have been touched and transformed by the greatest news in history. Jesus Christ has saved us. Jesus Christ has ushered in the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ has called us and empowered us to live a new life of holiness in him so that we can spread his kingdom. Jesus entrusted the good news of salvation to the 72 disciples, which showed that he was entrusting it to all those who came to faith in him, which means you and I. Are you and I sharing the good news of Jesus and the kingdom as joyfully and enthusiastically as those 72 disciples did? Each one of us is entrusted with the task of evangelization. 
Each one of us is called to spread the gospel. Every single one of us is called to lead people closer to Jesus. So I'd like to propose three ways that you and I can lead people closer to Jesus. These three ways are taken from the introduction of Pope Francis's document, The Joy of the Gospel. It's a wonderful document. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It really lays out a vision for the church, particularly a vision for evangelization. The three ways are, one, have a personal encounter with Jesus every day. Two, live the gospel joyfully. Three, share the gospel with others. First and foremost, in order to lead people closer to Jesus, you and I have to have a daily and personal encounter with Jesus Christ. The Pope writes in that document, I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ, or at least an openness to letting him encounter them. I ask all of you to do this unfailingly each day. You see, if we're going to lead other people closer to Jesus, if we're going to lead people to encounter the mercy and love of Jesus, you and I have to experience the love of Jesus personally. In the very core of our being, we have to have a personal experiential encounter with Jesus Christ. This is why our Holy Father invites us to open ourselves to God's love each day. And so we have to spend time in quiet prayer every day. Not just saying words to Jesus, but listening to him and opening our hearts to him in quiet prayer to let ourselves be touched and transformed by the love and mercy of Jesus. Asking for the grace to know him more intimately, to love him more deeply, and to serve him more fervently. If we want to lead people to Jesus, we have to know Jesus personally ourselves. Second, we have to live the gospel joyfully. The Pope writes, there are Christians whose lives seem like Lent without Easter. I think the Pope is the first Pope to use in an official document of the church the word sourpuss, right? He says we can't walk around with a sourpuss on our face. How are we going to lead people closer to Jesus if we always look like we're just leaving a funeral? We have to live the gospel joyfully. If people see joy in us, they're going to be attracted to Jesus because our relationship with Jesus is meant to lead us to deep joy, interior joy that nobody can take away. People will be attracted to that. People will see us and they will want what we have. Which leads to the third point. We have to share the gospel with others. The Pope writes, if we have received the love which restores meaning to our lives, how can we fail to share that love with others? We have to be willing, my brothers and sisters, to have the courage to share the gospel with others. Friends, family, co-workers. To be able to tell them the good news that Jesus Christ is alive. 
that he wants to transform our lives, that he wants to lead us to eternal glory with him. If our lives have been touched by the Lord, then we will want to share his love and mercy with others. The 72 disciples were entrusted with the task of evangelization, the same task that's entrusted to each one of us. Let's strive to have that personal daily encounter with the Lord, to know him more deeply and his love in our lives, to live the gospel joyfully, and let's pray for the courage to share the gospel with others so that we can lead people closer to Jesus Christ.